0: The Outskirts of Faith podcast is brought to you by Monkey
1: Nut Audiobooks. Creating audiobooks, podcasts, and voiceovers that keep people listening. The outskirts of faith. Hello and welcome to the Outskirts of Faith podcast, hashtag OOF, feel free to say that at home. A podcast which is for everybody. It's a conversation that's been going on for around 2000 years. The source of that conversation since the beginning of time. Whether you're here on our social media, whether you're listening on your favorite streaming site, you are very welcome. Let's see what's going on on today's episode.
0: I thought, that's it, forget this God stuff because nothing happened. I didn't feel anything. Trust that God wants a relationship with you far more than you want a relationship with him. There has to be a point where you take a step of faith, where you don't know every single answer. You don't know, is this really right? but something in you feels that it's right.
1: I'm very excited today because I've got a good friend of mine here. She's been very inspirational to me as well as many others. I've been looking forward to her, to coming on for a while now. She is an inspirational speaker, an author, a mentor. Um, I say author. See, I get picked up for saying that because I have to do my thuz. See, that's my Essex coming out there. She's an inspirational speaker, author, mentor, whose mission is to see a global movement of Christian women living with courageous faith, creating kingdom impact. Jen Baker, you are very, very welcome here. How are you?
0: Thank you, Elliot. It's great to be here. I'm great. Thank you.
1: I'm so very, very excited. Now, because of that intro, which is amazing, kingdom impact. What is that?
0: That's a great question. And a lot of times I'll say kingdom legacy. You can say impact or you can say legacy. Basically, it's what are you leaving behind? What imprint is your life leaving? You know, when you walk in the sand, your feet leave an imprint. You've been there. And I want to know what imprint does my life leave? What imprint does your life leave? Because we're going to leave imprints. And I want my imprint to be for the kingdom of God. I want it to be one that points people to Jesus that helps them know who he is, that helps them grow closer to him, and that helps see him work in this world. I want my life to reflect that. So that's what I'd say. Yeah, kingdom is.
1: And where's a a good starting point for that? I mean, how do you take that first step?
0: Well, to leave an imprint, you have to be there. (laughs) And if it's going to be kingdom, you need to know the king. And so it's, getting a relationship with the king, knowing the king, and he is with you. When you start a relationship with him, he literally comes into your life and says, I want to join you there. Let's do this journey together. I'm with you every step of the way. Therefore, wherever you step, he steps. And so you're suddenly leaving imprints with him, with you. And so it all begins with starting to know him. And then he begins to work through you.
1: Now, for people listening to this, you would have heard me talking about jen in the past i've talked about you at church um i've talked about you quite a lot and you'll know straight away just by hearing those few words uh, the reason why you were actually quite influential to me with my relationship with jesus
0: i love that of course yeah
1: do you remember when
0: is it when we did an audio
1: audiobook it was when we did an book, wasn't it during at,
0: covid wasn't it at your house yeah
1: And I remember it really clearly. And I'm so happy that I can get to share this story with everybody because I'm constantly saying, you know, it just takes that first step. You've got to Mm -hmm. have that. And I always say that I've always had a relationship with God. I may not have always called it God, Mm -hmm. but I always was talking out loud and having that relationship. But I always say that my relationship with Jesus came later. Mm -hmm. And I remember it. And I laugh and I've told so many people this story just so hopefully it might spur them on. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was that we were having a drink in your living room in between takes. And, you know, I'm I'm the producer. So I was supposed to be all like, you know, the one in charge, you know, and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. And I remember looking at you and I just felt really emotional. Mm. And I said, Jen, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I need some help. Because I knew I was literally on that outskirt of the, mm. not of, of faith, but the outskirt of the relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And not knowing how that all came into place. And we had our chat. And I won't go into that now because we're here to talk with yourself, but... I remember, this is the bit that I love, uh, you said that you go running with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the way home, I thought, well, I've got to take that step. So I, in my <laughs> disgustingly messy car with all of my stuff in the back, I cleaned the passenger seat in my car. Mm-hmm. And I said, right, Jesus, you sit there. <laughs> I'll sit here. I'll do the talking. Let's get to know each other. And uh, And it has been one of the most influential moments of my life. So thank you.
0: You are so welcome. And, you know, it started when I very first became a Christian. And I remember thinking, what is love? And What does it mean to—I mean, I came from a loving family, but what would it mean for God to love me? And I remember early on thinking, well, if I had a husband, you know, and he was coming home from work, and what would I want to do? And I thought, oh, I'm going to put jazz music on and, and light some candles and, you know, sit and chat and so I thought, well, if if Jesus is kind of like my husband, so to speak, right now, because I wasn't married, let me do that. And I put on my jazz music, and I lit some candles, and I put a chair there. And I'll be honest, I felt ridiculous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just there, you know, in my dinner, chatting to an empty chair and asking Jesus, well, how was how was your day? And I didn't hear anything. Like, literally, I didn't hear anything. But what it did is it made him more real to me. And I think that's when, like, you talk about him going running with me. You know, I started, I think it probably started, I remember once I was out running and I was actually lost. And I thought, I have absolutely no idea where I am. And it was like I could picture him in front of me running backwards and I was following him.
1: But you must have felt something internally like that was the right thing to do then because yeah, if yeah. you just said oh hi hey guys what do you do at the weekend well I, I put a seat in front of me <laughs> and I started talking to it and I knew no one was there now I knew no one was <laughs> I knew no one was sorry um, and yeah. talking to me but I did that they'll be like okay Jen
0: yeah exactly
1: come sit down <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, so you knew that that was the right thing to do so why what did that feel like
0: because when I became a Christian, when I said, "Lord, I really want to give you my whole life," and I had this that experience. There was something inside of me, a peace inside, uh P E A C E peace. There's a peace inside of me that hadn't been there before. And what I noticed is whenever I would try to start talking to Jesus or any trying to get to know him better, it was like I could feel that. That just grew bigger and bigger. And so to me, that I just felt like this is right. I could feel that he was there. It sounds strange, but you can you know, it's almost like if you go into a house and you're not sure if anybody's home, but you kind of can sense that someone's in the house somewhere. You know they're there. You might right. not even be able to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But, I couldn't but, see pe- but him. But peaceful. But this was peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I sense his presence with me, which is always peace because he's a God of peace. So I knew that his presence was there. The fact that I couldn't see him almost didn't matter to me because I could imagine. And he... He's our creator. He loves us to be creative. And so in my mind's eye, you know, I was imagining Jesus sitting in front of me. And that's who I was talking to as opposed to a blank chair. I'm like, I literally pictured him sitting there. And when we're running, I pictured him and he had his hair back in a ponytail and and he had a sweatshirt on that said, I love Baker. You know, my surname's <laughs> Baker. I love Jim Baker. And so I'm like, well, that's how I'm going to picture him, yeah. you know? And that drew me closer to that relationship and got to know him a bit better that way.
1: Amazing. So, this is a very, very big question, but hopefully, you can summarize for me. What's going on with Jen Baker Ministries right now? I mean, because <laughs> I'm always amazed, like on your Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. you cannot get over the seriously. You will not believe how many times I have said to people about when you were saying, and you'll do it so much better than me when you're saying, I will hold you accountable for mm. this and that the bible says this it says this but not for your timing now mm-hmm. I'm, that's a very very bad way of saying it sure but I'm I'm amazed by it. I'm watching I'm like yes yes what's the hurry you know it's like you know but what can we be doing now so with all these amazing things that you're doing I know you've been at conferences I know you've been here and everyone what's going on Jen
0: There is a lot going on. I think there's a lot going on globally right now in the Christian world and a lot of moving and shifting and changing and in a good way. You know, there's just a lot globally, and I feel that personally as well and in the ministry, that God's doing a lot behind the scenes. And I'll be honest, I'm not actually fully sure what it looks like yet. So what I do know, what I can see is I've got a mentoring group called Coffee with Jen. And we've got about 70 ladies in that group right now. And so that group is And Coffee growing. with
1: Jen is on, is it via Facebook or it's, via yeah, your website?
0: Yeah, find out about it via the website. So it's Coffee with Jen community is what it is. And it's a community of women where I do teaching and mentoring, group mentoring. And we've got a private Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. And so that's really growing. And I'm just seeing some... Great breakthroughs. We had a healing testimony this morning come through on it. You know, just some really amazing things. A really lovely community is growing there. So that's going on. And obviously the speaking and the traveling is still happening. I did a women's conference and just the hunger, spiritual hunger of the women in the room was just amazing. I feel like that's what I'm starting to see again, in a wider arena, is that there's a real hunger to know God. Who is God? Who is Jesus? And people are starting to feel like, I've got a purpose. I want to live this out. I don't know how I'm supposed to live it out. I just know I want to live it out. So I'm feeling for our ministry, we want to speak into that, and we want to empower women and help them step into everything it is that God has called them to be. And so I feel like God's putting some pieces in place for that to happen. I'm going to be writing a few books this year, I think. I'm going to be launching my own podcast as well this year. So there's Mm -hmm. some exciting things going on that I'm just kind of waiting on God's timing and for the right doors to
1: open. So you've got the ministry for the women, but you make a big impact on, on men as well. Um, Absolutely. Which is great. And also yeah. it filters through, doesn't it? Absolutely. You we know. even
0: we had at the conference, even though it was a women's meeting conference, some guys saying, you know, can we help? Because I want to I be there, but I know I'm not a woman. And so they wanted to be in the back to hear the word of God and to hear what was being done and preached. And,
1: yeah, and if yeah. it meant putting on a dress so I could come in and listen <laughs> to you, I, I would do it. Just for yeah. the record. All right. I would do it. So we're actually talking about the outskirts of faith. Yeah. And that means different things to different people. Mm. So with all the the amazing work that you're doing, have you ever found yourself on the outskirts of faith, being pulled to the outskirts of faith, or seen people on the outskirts of faith? Mm-hmm. And what did that look like?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before I became a Christian. So I grew up in a home where I did go to church quite regularly, but to be honest, it didn't mean a whole lot to me. It didn't impact me. It It was just really boring to be completely honest, I was totally and utterly bored most of the time. And so there was no impact whatsoever. And so then I went into university and just thought, well, that's nice. And and I would have called myself a Christian, but to be honest, I was more scared I was going to hell than anything else. So that was what made me like try and be a good person. So it wasn't out of relationship, it was out of fear. And then my second year in university, I was overseeing a group of girls where we were living. So I was kind of there person to go to if they had questions and that sort of thing. Well, it turned out that all the girls in that floor basically were Christians. And I realized that quite soon on, and I was a theater major at the time. So I thought to myself, well, I'm just going to do my own little acting experiment here, and I'm going to act like I'm a Christian and see if I can get them to believe that I'm a Christian. Because I felt very much on the outside. I would have thought I was inside, but when I was around those who really had a relationship— Then I knew I was on the outside. Mm. I didn't fully know what I was on the outside of. I just knew I was outside something. And so I thought, I'm going to act my way and fake it (laughs) to be on the inside. And the more that I acted and faked it, the more I got interested in it. So, I like to say to people, I lied my way into Christianity, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I know, (laughs) I know, the Lord will use anything. (laughs) And so, I basically faked it for quite a while and then asked one of the girls one day, we were out walking, and I said, you know, if somebody wanted to become a Christian, what would you say? And I remember she looked at me kind of confused, and she just said, "Well, well, you know, as in, of course, you know the answer. And so I, I kept online, and I said, well, I know what I do. I just nice. I just wonder what you do. And then she just talked about turning your life to him and just asking him to come into your heart and, and live there, basically. And so to make a long story short, a few days later, that's what I prayed. And I felt ridiculous. If I'm honest, I was in a room by myself. And I just kind of said, Lord, I, I actually, this is how little I knew. This is how far outside I was, okay. right? I gave him my name, my address, my phone number, my height, and my weight <laughs> to make sure that he got the right Jen Baker, because <laughs> I'm like, that's a pretty common name. I mean, I wanted him to get, th- and I thought there are billions of people in this world. It may take him a little while to find me. Do you know what,
1: though? We're laughing. <laughs> But so what that you did that? Yeah, exactly. That's great that you did that. You did what was right for you, exactly. At at, at the time, you know, it's yeah. like there, there is no right or wrong with starting a relationship that's it. with Jesus,
0: exactly. And that's why. And I love that story because of that. I'm like, I was a kid. I spiritually, I was just a little baby, and babies don't know what they're doing. They do the best they can, yeah, yeah. and I was doing the best that I could. And so I gave him sixty seconds because he's God. I thought that's probably enough time, to find me. And then I basically said, you know, God, I'm sorry for whatever I've done. And could you come in to my life? And like, that was the extent of my prayer. It was nothing fancier than that. I it could just doesn't imagine have God. to be. I could just
1: imagine God <laughs> saying, I'm already there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's interesting is I was, it was raining outside. It was at night. And I said, right. So like, if you're actually real and up there, could you just put a lightning bolt through the sky so I know <laughs> And there was no lightning bolt. There was no nothing. And I remember I just thought to myself, you are such an idiot sitting here talking to yourself, talking to the air. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, that's it. Forget this God stuff. Because nothing happened. I didn't feel anything. And I think a lot of times we want to feel something. And don't doubt what you don't feel. Trust the word. Trust that God is there. Trust that God wants a relationship with you far more than you want a relationship with him. And that day changed my whole life, though I wouldn't have known it till probably a couple of weeks later. I was having a really bad day and I thought to myself, I just need to read a Bible. It was the weirdest thought. Hadn't read a Bible in years, literally dusted one off and began to read it. And I read it and I read it and I read it and I read it. And I just thought something's different. I feel something inside I've never felt before. And that was the beginning of my journey.
1: Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Hmm. I love what you're saying about trust. Mm. Trust that he's there. I think that people on the outskirts of faith, and, you know, I'm just going to say it. People who say, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe. you know, I truly believe that a lot of them want to. Absolutely. I really believe that yeah. because we've all got a spark. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I love that, I've never thought about it like this, but going in with the attitude of, Do you know, I'm just going to trust yeah and then what you do is you're suddenly taken away from that whole human physical element i need to see yeah i need to because you can see but you need to be able to look but that whole i need to touch i need to see but trust yeah and then trust will suddenly i suppose reveal your feelings more as well
0: yeah yeah
1: well I, i think that's great
0: there's also that element of faith and you cannot have a relationship with God without faith. And so there has to be a point where you take a step of faith, where you, you don't know every single answer. You don't know what's beyond that door. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know, is this really right? But something in you feels that it's right, that's that point of faith. And when there's that step of faith, man, God meets you right there and helps you every single time.
1: I had a question just firebolt uh, in my head which i'm gonna fire at you yeah people are saying right now yeah okay i want to trust and i'm gonna pray i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out like you do i'm gonna put a chair in front of me or or, or whatever yeah do they pray to jesus or do they pray to god the first time they pray what's the route
0: pray to whoever you're comfortable with Mm. Because it's God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they were three in one, but they're never in competition. Mm-hmm. And there's no jealousy and there's no comparison. And so even if you talk to Jesus, the Father isn't going, hey, dude, it's me, right? Now, who are you comfortable with? Speak to that one and start there. Yeah, And then develop relationship with the others.
1: I think that that's something that's come with time with myself, is that mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I would say fairly recently, you know, I'm talking like, couple of years or something yeah. but I, I but i feel like i now know who i'm can talk to at certain times yeah so the holy spirit i love welcoming in yeah the holy yeah. spirit i wouldn't say hey holy spirit <laughs> <laughs> let's chat you know but i believe that the holy spirit you can invite the holy spirit in and it's sort of like saturating you and, and yep. everything but through the holy spirit you yep. can like almost like a kind of wind journey yeah. to the Lord, you yeah. know, if in many yeah. ways. But then, you know, for me, when I need a friend.
0: Yeah.
1: When I need a friend, Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jesus is the kind of, all right, you've got a decision to make here. You know, what would Jesus do? Yeah. Sure. That's that one. Yeah. And then God, I think, is sort of self explanatory. You know, I pray to probably pray to God more
0: mm-hmm.
1: than than the Father. Than the, the Father. Exactly mm-hmm. and I use that term. Yeah. That's the term I use, and people you say different things. Some people say heavenly Father. Yeah, I say the term Father. Yeah, and I and I feel that. Mm. I do feel that. Love
0: that. You yeah. know. So, yeah.
1: the, my point is, after all that, is that you're saying it doesn't matter where you start. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't even need to put a label on it. You can just open yeah. up and say, "I yeah. want to know you."
0: Yeah, or just say, "God, I yeah. want to know you, God," because He knows our heart. He knows what we can't verbalize. And that's what's so beautiful about Him, because it's a spirit. We're body, soul, spirit. It's a spirit connection. It's not my brain connecting with Him. It's not my physical hand connecting with Him. It's a spirit part of me, which is what can be difficult to understand, and Mm -hmm. that's where faith comes in there. But He knows what we cannot verbalize. So starting with, it's just even a yearning, you know, maybe you can't even— physically speak it it's just something in your head that you're chatting to him you can't even you don't want to say it out loud yet that's okay just say it in your head and kind of in your heart and your gut and he responds to that
1: lovely yeah jen i've asked you to bring in some scripture today yeah and really interesting to know what you've actually brought in i'm gonna ask if you wouldn't mind reading to us and tell us what it is and why you've chosen it and uh that bible looks very well read
0: (laughs) It is very well read. And I think I can quote this scripture. It's my favorite scripture that I've had all my life, well, all since being a Christian. And it's interesting because we were talking about trust. And it's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him. He will direct your paths. Hmm.
1: Why does that mean so much to you?
0: Because it's been... A verse that I have picked apart, that I've held before God, and I've said, I'm holding you accountable to this word. Mm -hmm. And I love that it starts with trust. And in the scripture, there's my responsibility and his responsibility. And what I found in the Christian walk is often I try to do his job (laughs) (laughs) and I want him to do mine. (laughs) (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's my job. Trust, Jen. Learn what it is to trust. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Stop trying to figure it out. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay, Lord, I'm turning my attention to you. He will direct your paths. That's his part. And what I have learned is if I can do my part, he always does his part. There will always be directing my paths. I've been a Christian for 30-something years now, and I can now look back, and I'd say probably the last five or six years the most, and see the directing of my past. I didn't understand it the first couple of years, the first five years, maybe even the first 10, mm-hmm. but my heart was always, I'm going to trust you, Lord, with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. If I don't understand it, but I know you're telling me to do this, I'm doing it. That's just been a non-negotiable in my life. And what I've learned now doing this walk this long is, man, He is unbelievably trustworthy, and He will guide me. And it'll guide me to the point, going back to how we began, where there's kingdom impact, where you're leaving a footprint of something. Yeah, And so I love the verse because it literally outlines how I believe we should live our Christian walk and how faithful He's going to be.
1: So at what point did... Um the Lord say to you, get a sword and start wielding it over your head. Because that's what you've been doing recently. I've been
0: wielding my sword. Last, yeah, yeah, January, I think it was January, January or February the beginning of of 2022. Really felt the Lord say, I want you to buy a sword. And I kind of was like, well, that's kind of cool, but kind of weird. (laughs) Uh, And so I started putting money and sometimes it was a pound a week, two pounds a week, you know, kind of just putting a little bit of money away. And then it got to about August. My birthday's on the 30th of August. Mark that down. It's my Uh, same
1: as my brother's, so I shouldn't Oh,
0: yeah, there you go. So uh, it's on the 30th. So it got toward August. I think it was the end of July, beginning of August, something like that, where I actually felt very strong from the Lord. Like, you need to buy it now. You need to buy it. And I actually didn't have the full amount, but I thought, well, I'm going to start looking anyway. To make a long story short, there's somebody who found out about it, and they said, as a couple, they wanted to support me and to buy it. They said, please let us buy this for you. And so I researched, looking at all different kinds of swords and replicas of swords, because otherwise they're incredibly expensive, and found one that I thought was right and actually ordered it, thinking it was going to be several weeks before it came. And this was like, I don't know, a week before my birthday or something. It actually arrived on my birthday, and it was like it was a birthday gift from heaven, actually. And so... I love carrying the sword because the Bible talks in Ephesians 6 about the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, the Bible. Our Bible is the sword. It's a weapon that we use against the enemy. And it's a powerful, powerful weapon. And a sword can slice, it can dice, (laughs) a sword can protect, it can cut, it can take down. And so I felt a couple of times in the autumn of this past year to bring it with me when I was preaching. And now I feel. It will probably come with me most times when I'm preaching because I feel there's something about almost a call to arms of, come on, you know, specifically right now with women, but it is for men as well. It is time to pick up your sword, get in there and walk with courage because we have yeah. nothing to fear yeah. because we, he has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, love and of a sound mind is what the word of God says.
1: And what is our sword?
0: The word of God, that sword of that spirit it is the word it's using the Bible and wielding it and standing on it, and not being moved by what you see, not being moved by what you hear, not being moved by what goes on around you. Mm-hmm. No, what does the Word of God say? What has God spoken? That is my truth, and I will not be moved off it.
1: And it's amazing what that sword can do as well, because that sword can inspire. like the Word of God, could that be, for example, praying for someone mm-hmm. who like wouldn't be expecting any prayer, but you you hear them you know, and they're talking about a certain situation. And you go, right. And <laughs>
0: they pull out the sword and
1: say, Right, I'm I'm hey, do you mind if I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. And you give them that. Is that an example of how it could be used in the simplest form?
0: Yeah, I think so. Because you're praying again, especially if you're praying scripture, you're praying the word, you're praying truth, let's say. You know, even it's not like you have to memorize the Bible, but you're what would God want? God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. God wants to be with you. You know, those kind of words are cutting through the lies of the enemy which says yeah. you're no good, you're not worth anything. This isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Let me cut through those with some truth, which is God is for you. He's never, ever against you. He's always with you. That is that. You're right. That's that sword.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much. Mm. Well, Jen, we have now come to... What What does it mean? mean? I really don't have a clue. So as you know, these are words that pop up sometimes and people don't necessarily know what they mean or they may think they know what it means or it may be a word that might put people off a bit or shy away. And I think it's quite a good one for you, actually. I did have loads which I could fire at you. And I, I think it was quite selfish, actually, because I just wanted to hear what you'd say. <laughs> but hopefully you'll come back and we can do some more. What does it mean by the term calling? So he had a calling, she had a calling... Mm-hmm. I've had a calling. They had a calling. It's a calling.
0: Mm-hmm. What is that? It's a very Christianese word. And I remember early on as a Christian, again, I hadn't been a Christian very long. I can remember exactly where I was at a pool party. There was an outdoor swimming pool, a bunch of people were on the pool. And I remember somebody saying, Oh, yeah, God's called me to go such and such. I can't remember where, but God's called me to go do such and such. And I remember I just looked at him again. I'm a brand new Christian. You know, I said, I said, God's called you. And he said, yeah, 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 God called me. And I said, what do you mean God's called you? And he said, well, you know, he's just called me. And I I remember being embarrassed, to be honest, thinking, oh, gosh, I guess I don't know this. And I just kind of laughed and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And I'll be honest, in my head, I'm like, what, did he phone you up? Like, <laughs> he called you? And, and it was a long time before I actually knew what it meant. And I always thought, why do we use words like that? And all it means is in basically you have a sense of where God's wanting you to go. And it's like I think of it this way if you're outside and someone calls your name, you turn around yeah. and you look at them and you listen. That's all it is. God's calling you. You turn around, you look at them, you listen. And then if he says come here, you come here. If he says go there, you go there. That it's in its simplest form is responding. To the voice of God.
1: And that could be different for everyone. You yeah, know? Everyone's, exactly. Everyone's got a gift yeah, that they've been given, right? That's it. Would you say that everybody is being called? Yeah. Everybody's being called. Yeah. So with people who might, may be listening to this go, well, am I? You know. Yeah. How do you even begin to hear a calling? And can a calling come at any time, or is it it something that is happening from the day we're born?
0: Both. So, I believe God puts things in us from before we were born. You know, it talks about that in Psalm 139, as far as he knit us together in our mother's womb, and that there's things and purposes that he's put in our heart from before we were even born Mm -hmm. that he wants outworked in our lives. But I also think there's timing, and specific timing of things. And to know when the calling is, you need to get to know the one who's calling you, right? And recognizing that voice, which goes back to that relationship. I know my mom's voice. She doesn't have to say, hi, it's your mom, because I've spent time with her my entire life. I know her voice. And it just takes time and it takes desire. And I would say to someone, just say, God, I want to learn your voice. Help me. Help me learn it. Help me find out what it is. And. And He will. And He speaks in different ways. Sometimes it's this quiet, small voice that you just kind of sense inside of you. Sometimes, you know, when He, I would say, quote, unquote, called me into ministry, it's the only time in my life I literally heard the audible voice of God. He spoke audibly to me and called me into ministry. And I needed that after all these years to know that I know that I know that I know I heard from God. So sometimes it might be audible. It might be in a dream. It might be through a scripture you read. It might be through another person. There's many different ways that he can speak to us. But I always say to people there's a scripture in Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 and it talks about being led by your peace and let your peace rule. And that word rule is like an umpire in in a game. And the umpire says whether the ball is in or out, right? Right. It's our peace does that. There's this peace inside of us that when I don't feel peace, my gut doesn't feel quite right. That can be the Lord saying, "Mm, don't go that direction. And when I do have peace, go that direction. That's one way that he speaks to us as well and how you know where you're being called. Follow your peace and go with that.
1: Follow your peace. Mm. Sounds to me like you've just come up with another line for another t-shirt. <laughs> we do. We keep coming up with lines for t-shirts. I think that's what we should do on the outskirts of faith. We should do a t-shirt.
0: I think that's brilliant. A t-shirt line. <laughs> Follow your piece, oof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should. So where, with everything that you do and all the traveling you do and going around, and also, and it's not all sort of bells and whistles, you know, you, you hear a lot of trauma and mm. a lot of Trialing times mm-hmm. and upsetting things, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Where have you seen God working recently? Mm.
0: Gosh, that's a good question. I've seen, well, from things such as what I mentioned just a minute ago, someone in our community who, well, nearly broke her ankle, and uh, long story short, had some prayer over her as a group, as a community, and she posted the next day pictures of her ankle before and then the ankle that day, and a healing that had taken place. So seeing God work there, seeing God work in the lives of hundreds of women just suddenly feeling like... My life matters. My voice matters. I do have purpose. I want to get out there and walk in it. Seeing them do that. Gosh, yeah, just seeing people desire to know God. I feel like there's a real hunger, so to speak, for people to actually know Him and they want something authentic. Mm, what I'm seeing mm. is this I want something authentic. I don't want the speaker on the platform. I don't want all this flashy this, that, and the other. I want to know, is this real and is it real for me? And I feel like there's a lot of people and a lot of younger people that are really getting hungry for that right now, saying, give me something real. Give me something authentic. Show me that this is real. And if so, man, I'm right there in that.
1: Especially with the kind of world that we're living in. Yes. Uh, Like the social world, what is filters and everything like that. We're basically saying that people are quite hungry for something unfiltered. That's it. Something tangible.
0: Exactly, that's it. And they want to know that it's, Yeah, that it works. And I think even like talking about the world and and this isn't, you know, a political statement because it's choose any country but yeah. even within politics and stuff like that you're just seeing all of this fighting and bickering and disunity and arguing and and i feel like it's gone to a whole other level even in the christian world in some aspects yeah, that's true. there is a lot of fighting and division and we believe this and we believe that or you know with covid and pandemic and mm. just all of it there's so much division that i think people are getting hungry for love
1: the thought that just came to me then when you said that was we need to be laying down like new soil you know mm-hmm. to be to be building from. yeah, um, it seems to me that what you're saying is there is a foundation of the source mm. that's kind of missing. So people are going for it and doing all these arguments and weird mm. wacky things. But there's no foundation on which they're mm-hmm. doing it. So they're just kind of off on themselves. And that's not healthy. Is yeah. It?
0: Well, and the Bible talks about that. If if Jesus isn't our foundation, he is a solid foundation. If you're building on anything else, you're building on sand. It cannot stand when a storm yeah. comes. It can't stand. It can't withstand it. And so yeah, people are looking for something solid that's immovable. You know, the government's not my source. The economy's not my source. Nobody's my source but God. God himself is my source. And when he's your source, that's he is immovable. He is a rock. He is strong. He's never leaving you. Man, I don't want to put my trust any other place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like something I, I want to address because we always, in the outskirts of faith, we try to address little things that people might think is, well. Uh, you know. And you said there about you were praying for an ankle. Mm. And it was like a before and an after. Now, I, I truly believe in this. And there is a power in prayer. And just, can you just remind us what the Bible says about how, you know, pray, but when you are, when there's more than one person praying the same prayer, that's powerful, that's that's, mm. that's strong. What, what does the Bible say about well,
0: that? Well, ta- there's one place where it talks about where uh, one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000, you know, as far as against an enemy. But it also talks about unity in prayer, where two or three are gathered, there I am, is what Jesus says. Now, it doesn't mean he's not there if there's only one of you, mm. but he's attracted to where there are more believers, that the power uh, is there. And even if you think about in the New Testament, when the church started, there's a book in the Bible called Acts, and it's where the church started, that they were all gathered in one place. And as they were gathered in one place, miracles began to happen because, again, you're in the, you're in unity. Another place in the Bible, it talks about how God is attracted to unity, and He blesses unity. Mm. And so, when there's two or three of us coming together, believing the same thing, standing in faith, using Scripture in the Bible— God responds to that because we're coming into agreement with him and what he actually wants. Jesus already died for our healing. I'm not asking him, begging him to do it. Yeah. All I'm doing is agreeing with what he has already died for, which is that we would be healed.
1: That's amazing. I'm getting quite drawn towards acts at the moment.
0: Mm, yeah. Brilliant
1: book. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just, uh, I'm really being drawn to it. And uh, for those listening, uh, Jen, please correct me, but it's basically the Acts of the Apostle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, following yeah. the It's as
0: soon Jesus. as Jesus, yeah, Jesus has died and he ascended, went back to heaven and then sends the Holy Spirit.
1: On the 12, on the... On
0: the, no, there were 150, maybe that's one of your questions, in the <laughs> upper room. <laughs> um, they were gathered, 120, 120 were in the upper room. So Jesus said, wait here. And they weren't 100% sure what they were waiting for. He just said, wait. And so there was 120 people that waited in, the, in a room together okay. for 10 days. And then that's when, maybe you've heard the word Pentecost, yeah. when the Holy Spirit came. And then at that point is when then the disciples and the 120 went out and scattered about and began telling people, about jesus about the good news and begin laying hands on people seeing people healed and delivered and set free from things that was the birth of the church as we know it
1: i find it amazing how from that small number of people yeah in less than two thousand years yeah how it's expanding and still expanding it's just god at work right it's just that's just incredible and how important it is for our role as well to to continue that yeah um it makes you wonder, I was going to put it out there there, it makes you wonder that what we can actually do mm. as people and what God wants us to do.
0: Yeah. Well, we're His hands and feet. Right. That's what's so exciting. You know, he wants us to lay hands on people and see them healed. It says, actually, in the Bible that we're going to do greater works than Jesus, which is an incredible statement. You're like, what? (laughs) Like, I know no pressure. (laughs) 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 But you think even in the Bible, it talks about the Apostle Peter and how when he walked by someone, his shadow healed someone. Like, I'm waiting for that day. I'm like, dude, I want to see my shadow because it's not me. It's not Jen. It's the spirit inside us. It's right. it's who is with us. Remember what we talked about at the beginning? He walks with you. Yeah. That's exciting. That's why I think being a Christian is seriously the most exciting life you could ever live. And so few people know that because I don't think we've shown the world a very good picture of it very much. But I have not been bored one single day in my entire entire Christian walk because it is phenomenally exciting when you think you are partnering with the creator of the universe to actually live out the purpose for which you have been created come on, who doesn't want to do that? Like, ah, oh, right. oh, it makes me want to get out of my chair. Like, <laughs> let me go, Lord. This is incredible. God loves that. He laughs in heaven and says, come on, honey, let's do this thing together.
1: I feel like I need a button I can push in party music and, <laughs> yeah. and like, streamers and pyrotechnics will come out right now.
0: Exactly. I'm like, come on, people, join us with this. This is amazing.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so moving on, it is now time for... Splat! The gnat. That's right. We're going to splat the gnat. You know what this is like, Jen. And for those mm. listening, you'll know what this is all about as well. That there are things that get in our way. There are things that are happening in the world. And it's a bit like a gnat just floating in your face. No matter what, how you swat it away, it's just coming back to us. And um, in the end, we can make a big fuss of that gnat. And it stops mm. us getting on with our days. But what we can do is splat that gnat. Mm-hmm. And we can hand it up to God. And it just helps remove that glazy film in front of your face that you mm. can help get on with your day. But even though we haven't dealt with it, we know that we can do it together with God, that God's got mm. our back, we do that together. So with everything that you've seen going around in the world or something small, something big, it doesn't matter what it is, all mm. right? we've had everything. But
0: <laughs> if
1: you could splat something mm. right now and hand that to God, mm-hmm. what would it be?
0: It would be the thing that kept me silent for years and years and years, the thing that held me back, the thing that I battled, the thing that I never thought that I would be able to get over or be able to push beyond, and that thing is fear. And I Mm -hmm. think fear takes out a lot of people from living out their purpose, using their voice, getting to know God, trusting their gut. It's that stupid fear. And we think, and fear just seems so huge. And it can become, the more you think on it, the bigger that it becomes. And yet compared to the God and walking in faith, fear holds no weight whatsoever. But one of the things I declare every day is I choose courage. I'm choosing courage today. And I have a few non-negotiables in my life. And one of them is I will never make a decision based on fear. And I will never let fear have the final word. So I might battle it. I might have to listen to it. I might have to work through some things. I might have to do it afraid. But I refuse to let it hold me back. And so that's what I would splat because I think people will be so set free in their purpose when they shut up fear.
1: For those of you listening to this, I wonder how many of you could do that right now.
0: Mm.
1: Just right this very, very second. And it might be worth just uh, usually there's a little button on your podcast where you can go back like thirty seconds. Why don't you just press it two or three times and listen to that again? Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I completely agree with you with that. Mm. Completely agree. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Okay. So I'm coming towards the end. And as you know, we do a little sort of QA at the oh, end. No. Here. So here we three three questions at the end. Sometimes they're hard, sometimes they're they're easy, but that's not the point. It's basically for us all just to kind of learn a few things together. Sometimes I know the answers, and most of the time I'm going <laughs> online and have got my iPad. So I will ask you the question, I'll play a little bit of music or something, and then you've got a few seconds to think about it. When that stops, you can answer. Brilliant. Question number one. What does the word gospel mean? So <laughs> she's saying again. I knew it. So what does the word gospel mean? Good news. It does mean good news. Well done. Absolutely. One <laughs> one million points. Good news. Let's just stay on that. We okay. don't usually, but let's stay on that. So so what is the good news?
0: Good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The good news that Jesus died for our sin, for our sickness, for all that holds us back. He went to that cross. He said, Put it all on me. I'll take all of it. And I'm going to give you freedom in place. That's the good news. Yeah.
1: And we've got to be grateful for that.
0: Absolutely. Every day.
1: Question number two. In which gospel Did Jesus say and quote, everything is possible for one who believes? In which gospel did Jesus say and quote, everything is possible for one who believes? Mark? Yeah. (laughs) Jen, get one wrong. Come on. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. But I think. In Matthew, something similar is said.
0: Yeah, I was going back and forth. Is it Mark or Matthew? Um, I think
1: Matthew is different phrasing.
0: Yeah, I can't think offhand because there's a few different times he says things very similar. Right. Isn't that great? Everything is possible for one who believes. Yeah. That's great, isn't it?
1: That's it. All things are possible. All right. Last question. Who are the religious leaders who continually try to trap Jesus with their questions? But who were the religious leaders who continually tried to trap Jesus with their questions? Pharisees. It was the Pharisees. Three out of three. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. And um, Jesus had some pretty good answers.
0: Oh, yeah. He was great with those Pharisees. He loved the sinner, but he put the Pharisees in their place. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that. Yeah, he doesn't want religion. He wants real in relationship.
1: Absolutely. Jen, it's been such a pleasure. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) Um, Thank you for all the work that you do. Also, for those hearing, I urge you to check out Coffee with Jen, all you ladies out there. And what's the easiest way, Jen?
0: The easiest way would either be social media, which is at Jen Baker Inspire. And that's, you know, Facebook, Instagram at Jen Baker Inspire or my website, jenbaker.co.uk.
1: Yeah, and I, I do. I'm, I'm just so 100% happy to say go do that. Jen, thank you for your time. Please do come back. Please. Love I'd love it if you closed us in prayer today. And I'll Absolutely. join in at the end and uh, shut it down.
0: Great. Father, I thank you so much for everyone that is listening to this right now. I thank you that you are with that person, that you. I just see you almost putting your arm around them, just sitting there with them. And I thank you that they're not alone and that God in their journey and their search for you, that Lord, you desire to know them even more than they desire to know you. I thank you, Lord, that as I call to you, you will answer them. And Father, I pray that you would Put pieces in front of them that help them know the direction to take. For the one that's wondering what to do and which way to go right now, that, Lord, you would lead him or her. Other For the one that feels like they're carrying a weight that is far too heavy for them to carry, Lord, I ask that you would even now just remove that weight off their shoulders and let them know that you want to carry it and let them walk free of that weight. Mm-hmm. So, God, join them where they are, and I speak freedom and peace and hope over every person. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. And Lord, I just pray for everybody who is just so close to hearing their calling, mm. that they may hear your voice, may feel the Holy Spirit, and may get to know Jesus just that little bit more. And Father, I give thanks so much and for Jen and the work that she's doing. And I pray that with all the ministry work that she's doing, that she goes out and everybody just fills you through Jen and that they may go and spread that word and find themselves, find their calling, that they may go forth and get closer to you and bring others closer to you. And I also pray for our listeners today and their family and their friends and their loved ones that they may not have fear that that fear may go and that they just know that you are there. They know that you are in your, that they are in your loving arms and that they can reach out and find their voice and just start with that simple word, God, I'm listening. Mm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Outskirts of Faith podcast, hashtag OOF. Join us on social media, tell your friends, and remember that you can come onto the website, Outskirtsoffaith.com, where we have got a resources resources So, And if there's anything on there that you need and it's not there, do drop us an email and we'll jump straight on it. Until next time, take care. You've been listening to the Outskirts of Faith podcast. We would love more people to join our community, so please subscribe, share this podcast, and join us on our social media. And, of course, you can visit our resource website at outskirtsoffaith.com. This podcast was edited by Chris Byland, the YouTube video editing by Adam Moss, music by Matthew Salvage, and hosted by Elliot Frisby. The
0: Outskirts of Faith!